my biggest problem with this film uh, is that it has a sequel, and the sequel is, I, f- I remember it being just, like, fine. Just, yeah. like, a very cookie-cutter sequel thing. Yeah. My big thing is that the movies should have, because, like, the, the title is a great pun, um, and they should have just played with the title. So the sequel should have been Regally Blonde. Uh-huh. And then she should have, like, spoilers for the end of this movie. She ends up uh, with Luke Wilson. In the sequel, he should have been like, hey, I just found out that uh, I, apparently I'm a duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had a, I had a family member passed away, left me a dukedom. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go over and, like, learn how to be royalty. Mm-hmm. And then it's a double fish-out-of-water thing. Yeah. But she's kind of better at it because she's more sociable than he Like, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun thing where he's now more of a fish out of water. So, like, the Prince Diaries. Yeah, kind of. Princess Diaries. Yeah, and then the third uh-huh. one, I, I didn't really think that far ahead, but, like, uh, you know. Eagly Blonde? Yeah. She becomes president? Oh, that's good. Yeah, she becomes president. Uh, and that's... then, finally, Smeagly Blonde, where they need to return the ring to Mordor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beagly Blonde, where they have to... <gasps> Yeah, they re- they move they retire from the law and get into the world of you know beagle raising. They have like a beagle farm, and then it's it's all it basically is like kind of like best in show, but not as good because mm-hmm. best in show is great. Seagully blonde become just lighthouse ha- keepers. They, I was gonna say they just live next door to Jason Siegel. <laughs> it's the yeah, whole movie. Or that he just comes over every once in a while and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm big into Muppets." Uh-huh. And they're like, "Hi." <laughs> Hi, Jason Siegel. Anytime you want to come on the podcast, we've invited you before. Still welcome anytime. another one there's not a lot of words that fit because okay the title's a pun on blind oh you know? yeah so like you could do blonde as a bat uh, where she becomes like you know the defender of the city by night mm-hmm. oh maybe luke wilson's gunned down in an alley called you know husband murder alley or whatever i think a better name for that would be blind or blonde justice that's, that's not the, bad that's the same kind of that is that's a very thing. that's a better title it should the this the straight up sequel should have been blonde justice yeah or justice is blonde yeah and then it should have been about her getting a supreme court yeah seat that's a much better sequel yeah mine it started as a joke but that's actually good so <laughs> my pitch started as a joke but that's actually so very you just good. talked about this one and the second one are you aware that there is a third kind of i'm barely aware there's a second <laughs> uh it's called legally blondes where it's l's cousins okay and so i guess technically it's part of the legally a film yeah I legally get... <laughs> related to that popular film <laughs> I mean, I guess it's part of the uh, ELBCU, <laughs> Extended Legally Blonde Cinematic Universe. Oh boy, Zack Snyder's uh, Legally yeah. Bronze. Uh-huh. And it's just 300 again, but they're all, oh, you know, boy. muscly women. I'm gonna, I gotta stop muscly referencing. women with law degrees. You I gotta stop, stop referencing Zack Snyder Dude, all the time. yeah. He's just been so ubiquitous for the past, like, six months. Yep. It's just, he's just simmering in the background of my mind all the time. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the stupid Snyder Cut came out, and then, I mean, we did an episode, then the Snyder Cut came out, then he just had that uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah, and, like, it's just, he's everywhere. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done with him. 
Yeah, so apparently there is a listeners. If I sorry, listeners, if I reference Zack Snyder again before uh, our episodes dropping in January of 2022, um, let me know. Let me hear it, (laughs) Uh, and I'll I'll do some kind of penance, some kind of listener generated penance. Okay, so I had seen the second one maybe once. I have not seen the third one. I hear it's not good because you're getting rid of literally everything that's great about this movie, which is pretty much Reese Witherspoon. This movie has a lot going for it. It's not just Reese Witherspoon. But, yeah, I mean, like... The other thing that I find particularly stand out about this is the sparkling dialogue, which... Did we talk about this on the 10 Things I Hate About You episode? The same writing duo that did the screenplay for 10 Things I Hate About You also did the screenplay for Legally Blonde, this one. We definitely talked about it in the episode. I believe it's still in there. I don't think it got cut. Once again, just churning out amazing little bon mots here and there. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, very quotable, very fun. Absolutely. I... I didn't realize how much of uh, the script I knew by heart. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've even seen this movie that many times. I think it was maybe like three or four times. And there are just so many lines that I'm like, okay, here it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by Robert... Lukatik? Lukatik, yeah, who also did Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, which I liked less. I glanced because I always check the director, see what they might have done. You know, oh, they do anything I've seen or anything we've covered or anything. And, Mm -hmm. um... I've heard of a lot of his movies, but I don't think I've seen any other ones. Win a Date with Tad Hamilton oh boy. is our new episode. It's on right now. It's mislabeled. Oh, boy. When you download this, you thought you were getting a different thing? Nope. You got Hamilton. Hello, oh, excellent oh. Hamilton. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've won a date to the podcast. Hello, excellent humans, and welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch podcast. I'm your host, Allison Coolis, along with, as always... Hunter Todd Hamilton Bush. <laughs> that is my alias. <laughs> We're talking about Legally Blonde from 2001. Yes. I don't even know how long. I think I've only ever seen this maybe twice all the way through. Yeah. It was kind of like always on TV a lot, but like I had friends who loved it, owned copies. It's also one of those things where it definitely uh, encapsulates like late 90s fashion. Famously, I remember like a thing about this movie was Reese Witherspoon got to keep all the clothes. That was like a thing that was in her contract. That's like a factoid I remember about this movie forever. That's a good perk. I get if you like the clothes in this, yes. Yeah. Or sometimes I, mean, I hear that. Sometimes I hear that, and I'm like, oh, good call. Like, yeah, these are those are some great suits or dresses or whatever. And then sometimes, like this movie, I'm like, this shit did not age well, and it probably aged at light speed. <laughs> her outfits are always very big. So right, but that's the one she kept. She didn't keep a bunch of other people's clothes. She had to keep all her outfits. No, I know, but I'm saying like if you like remix some of those pieces, it could be something a lot more wearable. Yeah, I think uh, if it's not, you know, because she's extremely coordinated all the time. Yes, to the point where like it is impressive. Yeah, well, and and it can be a lot, and so if you had like more neutrals and stuff, you know, woven in where it's not like overwhelmingly pink probably get a lot more mileage out of those things and some of her shoes were great the one outfit that i have to remark on as being just like absolutely not no thank you is um what she wears to i believe her first yeah class the robe the robe yeah, yeah it's like a robe and it's that iridescent color change yeah, faux velvet thing. or something yeah. and you think i would like it because although because all those things sound good 
and it's like purple and it becomes green and like those are good yeah. color but like but it's quilted and everything well not just not feels... to wear like i just like not to wear it's like oh this is a fancy i I'll wear that shit around my house yeah. all the time certainly it, it has a very smoking jacket feel to it which makes it silly to just have out but in the very next scene because she goes to get like a um self-soothing manicure yes uh she, she almost ha- causes a car accident yeah. uh she has the jacket off and the outfit's a yeah. bit nicer yeah yeah, yeah. Without it's, it's it. much more yeah. normal yeah she straight up looks like i always only use this phrase as a compliment but she looks like a batman you know henchman or villain oh sure like she yeah. looks like she either is or works for one of the evil doctors from arkham mm-hmm. really doing a capital f fashion yeah it's a wild look for like i'm just going to a law class well she's never just going anywhere hunter <laughs> i mean sure yeah Everything, her, uh, everything is an event. <laughs> her Delta new spank paddle yeah. is like all bejeweled yeah. and furry. Some of the most understated we see her is when she's studying for the LSATs. And then she definitely has more somber outfits for court until she's the one leading it. Actually, I thought she looked great in that when she makes her big like, oh, totally. now I'm leading the law team thing turn at the end. Yeah. When she came in, I was like, that's a good look. Yeah, well, so it Thing. has the silhouette of what you'd expect from, like, yeah. a professional outfit, but then it's bright pink. Right, right. You know? And then I was like, that's a very yeah. strong look for her. Absolutely. Because, it, yeah, it's yeah. The, it lets the color be the one, like, standout thing. Right. As opposed to, like, 90 things. Right. Because some of her outfits border on, and I say this with a mixed bag, Tim Burton Beetlejuice sort of qualities. Yeah. Well, I mean, also... <laughs> like, it's a very heightened, you know... The, okay. the the late 90s and stuff, um, we really enjoyed some contrasting textures and stuff. It was also the time where Marabou was back in fashion for a Ugh, minute there. Mara fucking boo. And so that does lead itself to some some things. S- sidebar. <laughs> a lot of people shit on, like, glitter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, glitter, you know. But it's like, Marabou is the worst thing that's ever existed. And it's just as ubiquitous as glitter like once you have marabou around you at all you will always have marabou it's just like it all flies apart it yep. sticks to everything because of all the static electricity you'll never get rid of it and then eventually there's just this like ratty feather shit stuck in the shag of your rug mm-hmm. forever it looks like you killed a beloved bird yeah i was trying to think of a beloved bird to kill and i was like i don't think we have beloved birds big that- bird Oh, Big Bird. But you can't kill Big Bird. Too big. Too big. <laughs> Too Unkillable. Big. <laughs> you know that line in uh, Fight Club where, what celebrity would you fight? And, and he eventually says, Abraham Lincoln. He's like, you know, he's got that reach. You, uh-huh. you know, you'd be like, I'm going to kill you, Big Bird. And he would be able to, like, push you away with his long bird arms or kick you with his incredibly long bird legs or peck you from above with his bird neck. You're just done for. Mm-hmm. Just don't even try. It's like fighting Dalzim in Street Fighter 2. I would love to see Big Bird be like, Yoga Flame. Like, <laughs> just like spit fire. <laughs> Fan art friends. Uh, I want an 8-bit looking, um, you know, like that ending tile for Street Fighter where when you lose to Dalzim. And um, but I want to be Big Bird and I want to say, I will meditate and then destroy you. <laughs> oh, but the other thing I wanted to mention is like in the like epilogue scene, they do for any movie that deals with college of any sort, you have to end with like text on screen that tells you where all the characters ended up. Yeah. So they do one of those. Because otherwise you don't know what happened to them, Hunter. Yeah, I mean they do it in other things too, but just like when it popped up, I was like, 
okay, we're doing this. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because like, I, I'm most familiar with it first from Animal House. Yeah. It probably was in stuff before that, but that's where that's I... That's definitely what popularized it, I think. I think so. Yeah. And, like, you know, you get it sometimes in, like, based on true story stuff. Yeah, no, definitely, where, like... Sometimes they'll show you what the actual people in it looked like, and then what happened. Yeah, um, or it just fills you in on, like, hey, this wasn't the whole story, this was the movie. Yeah, uh, And they'll I, be like, oh, this guy, you know, lives in Maine, and guess what? He might still be killing kids. <laughs> Stephen King's the guy. So what I wanted to mention was, during that scene in this, the epilogue scene, uh, 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 Luke Wilson is in this, like, very nice white suit. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, that's a good look for him. Because in yeah. the most of this, he's very beige, earth yeah. tones, very, like forgettable blade in the background guy yeah and the only reason this character works at all is that luke wilson you kind of forget because he's not in as many things as owen wilson but like luke wilson has like charisma he yeah. like he really totally. holds a scene with very little yeah because like even in this he's very soft-spoken throughout basically the whole thing he has not that many lines but like there's something about him that like he delivers them weirdly there's a weird I guess Wilson family thing where they just are a little off <laughs> in a way that's really appealing, I guess, to me and maybe others. But like, yeah, something about just his delivering very basic lines, not even like pithy or whatever. I was just like, yeah, something about Luke Wilson. They're a little sleepy or a little spacey. It's kind of the same thing that uh, um, who drives a Lincoln. Oh, McConaughey. Yeah. It's kind of like Matthew McConaughey has that sort of like, you know, yeah. very at ease sort of air about him yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. He's, he, he basically spends this whole movie like just being in the background until l needs something yeah he's <laughs> it's weird because he's like a character who is actively observing the movie mm -hmm. like in a fun way because he'll just be in a scene she'll be having an interaction with somebody and you'll see him like peek around the corner and be like everything okay over there yeah and then he just goes back to like what he's doing and then like and you know and yeah. Just, but yeah something about him or i'm like he actually holds the scene really well like for a minute there it was like, oh, which Wilson brother's going to be, like, the breakout? Mm -hmm. Like, they were both in stuff together, and then they were in separate stuff that was of a similar quality and tone, you know, yeah. uh, and fanfare in similar size roles. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. who's going to be the one? Um, and then Luke kind of, like, took a step back. Like, he did smaller stuff, and, uh, you know, I think he's done, like, more indie stuff. And then Owen did, like shanghai noon you know yeah. and you know stuff like that where he's like oh i can you know i can hang with all these comedy guys and people seem to like me i'm friends with ben stiller now and yeah i'm like they're always all in the uh wes anderson movies like, yeah including their other secret brother whose name i forget but there is at least one more there's another wilson there's another wilson yeah i didn't yeah andrew maybe that. that sounds right but i'm not 100 percent. oh man wes anderson was just friends with them as my you understanding. Say andrew wilson i think it's andrew wilson <clears throat> Oh, I don't know. He's got a beard. Does he always have a beard? Yes, he was born with one and he'll die okay. with one. Oh, boy. As is the Wilson well, curse. Like, I'm looking through him like, he's got a beard in all these photos, and you know how facial hair fucks me up. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I always have to shave. So I'm like Or this... else she won't let me co-host, because she's like, you're not my co-host. Get out of my room. And then she hits me with a broom like I'm a raccoon. But, Legally Blonde. In brief, this is the story of Elle Woods, played by Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. And she believes uh, she's about to be proposed to by her, you know, longtime boyfriend, Warner Huntington III. She's the head of the Delta Nu sorority, and, you know, she's got this hot boyfriend who's going to go to law school, and, you know, their future is all planned out. And he's going to propose, they're going to get married, and then she's going to live, like, a, a happy life. And then he says, we should break up. And uh, she's thrown into a uh, death spiral. 
I'd just say depression, you know. No, it's a death spiral. And um, that's how the movie kind of portrays, like, it's just like, not the movie itself, but like the characters in the movie are like, oh my god, like she ate eight grilled cheese sandwiches. I just saw her eat them. She just kept eating them. I was like, okay. She then weirdly sees Warner's brother's marriage announcement in like the around town section of like a magazine. His bride-to-be is like in law school, you know, an equal, not like just a wife, blah, blah, blah whatever. This is the language the movie kind of uses. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, these do not reflect the views of Hey Watch, Great Watch. Uh, no. She's like, oh, well, my big plan is I will go to law school too. I will become the kind of, you know, wife that, the kind of girl that he would want to marry and then I'll win him back and that's the plot. Mm-hmm. And along the way she finds that, no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah along yeah. the way she realizes Warner sucks. In fact, that's a that's a Luke Wilson line where she goes like, I'm tired of pretending to be something I'm not. And he's like, well, what if you're becoming who you are? Yeah. And yet another display of him just being incredibly supportive every time she <laughs> needs that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the Swiss Army Wilson. Yeah, seriously. Like, again, like he's just away in a corner until he's needed. And then he comes right out and says De- the right thing or does the right thing. Deus ex Luke back. Wilson. I know. Every, every time he pops up in a scene, he's just like, oh, here's here's advice. He's like every, you know, video game, yeah. like, character you interact yeah. with. He's Clippy, but you're happy to see him. <laughs> Lovable Clippy, Luke Wilson. <laughs> um, Why, yes, Luke Wilson, I am trying to write a letter. Can you help me with that? <laughs> yeah, sure, I can totally help you with that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Dude, if anybody is under 30 they're not going to know what we're talking about <laughs> clippy was an ancient deity worshipped by primitive peoples <laughs> yeah well, he worshipped and feared i guess or you know <laughs> yes feared <laughs> but you must respect him or he will crash your computer <laughs> mm. uh i used to change it to the dog it is i clippy i forget what the dog hello is. it looks like you're trying to write a resume! Thunder crashes. <laughs> Would you like my help? And then you had to offer your soul. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm doing a perfect clippy. He is doing a perfect clippy. It's actually kind of eerie. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I mean, that's the the basic plot of the movie. Um, oh, you know what? Let me jump right out ahead and say, the thing I want to talk about first in this is the thing that blew my mind the hardest. She goes to Harvard Law. Yeah. She, uh, you know, meets with her, like, peer group. They're all aggressively overachieving. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're introduced to them. There's, there's like, three... There's two that matter. David and Enid. They, they actually show up for at the rest of the film in ways that actually mean something. Yeah. Um, the other two don't ever. Enid is played by Meredith Scott Lynn. Um, and, you know, it's like, we'll go around, introduce yourself, and, and give a little information about yourself. And her information is... Last year, I organized the Lesbians Against Drunk Driving March, uh, and the guy running the little intro thing, he's like, oh, killer. And she's like, yeah, good times, which is funny. It's a good, you know. And she gave me Sandra Bullock vibes, uh, except as a character, Enid is very unlikable in a way that Sandra Bullock could never be, because Sandra Bullock is a beautiful queen and we stan. Indeed. But that's not what blew my mind. What blew my mind is David... Who, you know, he's like, hi, I'm David. It's, he's basically, so when I watched this before, I was like, oh, they just got somebody because they couldn't get Will Ferrell uh-huh. to do this role, uh-huh. right? Just like, a really awkward guy. Yeah. Hi, I'm David. You know who David is? Who? Oz Perkins. I know that name. Why do I know you that do name? You do know that name. 
Well, his father's Anthony Perkins uh-huh. of Psycho. Yeah. And he directed The Black Coat's Daughter and I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Oh. He's a fucking amazing... And, yeah, and those were good. Hansel, Hansel and Gre- or Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, those were all really good. And he's a, he's a fucking amazing writer-director oh, who also had like this... And still, I... I peek through his imdb i didn't realize he was still like kind of casually acting he pops up here and there and uh-huh. stuff i don't know if i saw the pretty thing lives in the house but i definitely saw black coat's daughter and gretel and hansel and yeah. those are both like just so visually striking oh yeah he's he's yeah and like he's a good writer yeah as well but yeah. like yeah the, he's got an amazing visual style yeah he does things um you know visually where he realizes that an image can have things placed along an x and a y and a z axis where you're like oh these things are representations of three-dimensional images yeah we can put stuff kind of all over the place mm-hmm. in a way that works yeah and um yeah it's just like really yeah. striking visuals lot- Gre- gretel and hansel's amazing looking. yeah a lot of depth a lot of also good use of like sh- light and shadow oh yeah in yeah, a yeah. lot of his stuff and like yeah. color he's not afraid of color like black yeah. coat's daughter is an independent film so it doesn't have like dramatic dramatic color and lighting right. but like well and hansel and girls definitely Gret- like gretel and, hansel. gretel and hansel's definitely like you know fairy tale derived so you can get yeah. a little bit more surreal with it yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but even like um i'm the pretty thing has some like interesting stuff that we should watch that but yeah that's what blew my mind the hardest in this is i was like Every time new characters would show up, I would check their the yeah. IMDb and see who they were. Yeah, like, you're like, who's this greasy nerd? Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, well, I know this greasy well, nerd. Well, since I saw him, I was like, oh, I remember this guy. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, they just couldn't get Will Ferrell for this. This sure. is clearly a part they wanted Will Ferrell for. Yeah. It's a similar, it's a Will Ferrell energy. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's not as manic. No. Um, and then I was like, who's this? And I was like, Oz Perkins. I was like, no fucking way is it the same? It is. So. I mean, how many Oz Perk guy do you think there would be? I assumed at least two. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we start the movie with the the perfect day opening montage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And when Elle and her sorority sisters are going out to find an outfit for her to, they think, get engaged in, you kind of get your first thing about, like, that Elle is more capable than people give her credit for. Yeah, because the sales girl. Yeah, sales yeah. girl tries to, like, get one over on her with, like... The last... sales girl straight up says to her co-worker, yeah. like, I love a dumb blonde with daddy's credit card. Yep. And she, like, pulls the tag off something, and she's like, oh, we j- look at this, we just got this in. And she's like, oh, is it... I don't remember. Something rayon. Yeah, is, is it, it super duper is rayon? It's a double loop stitched or something, and she's like... Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, and Elle's like... You can't do that kind of stitch on that fabric because it'll snag. And also, I saw this in last year's, you know, Vogue or whatever. Yeah, lookbook. Yeah. If you think I'm going to pay full price for it, you're dreaming. Shop girl, like, slinks off and stuff. And And Elle's uh, sorority sisters are like, ooh. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's also a very, like, pretty woman moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Big mistake. Huge. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. Yeah, the, the dinner's funny. There's some good dialogue at the dinner through Elle, like, you know, the whole talking to her sorority sisters and stuff. We've been built up that, like, she's like, I'm going to get proposed to. It's not even a question. It's like, it's happening. He, you know, like, one of the friends is like, oh, he had dinner with his grandmother, so he definitely got that ring. And, like, why else would she come down from wherever the fuck Santa Clarita? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. But, like, yeah, she's not going to FedEx a six-carat diamond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. Fair. Yeah the whole thing so she shows up and he's like you know i've had a really great time getting to know you and being with you and she's like i do too like that kind of thing. i i have two yeah and um 
then he's like, and I just think, and she's like, I do. And as she says that, he's like, we need to break up. And she's like, yeah. wait, what? And then she starts, like, crying. Yeah, well, he does a whole thing of, like, you know, if I'm going to be a senator by the time I'm 30, I need somebody who's serious. Right, he's and, like, like, I need to marry a Jackie, not a Marilyn. And she's like, are you discriminating against me because I'm blonde? Well, not like, only that, man, Marilyn Monroe was actually very, you know, well-read yes. and, like, introverted when she wasn't being, like, uh, Marilyn you know. fucking Monroe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, it turns out she had a whole life that wasn't appearing on your movie screen. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's actually very appropriate for what we find Elle to be. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah, underestimated because of how she looks. Yeah. This is a very late 90s, early 2000s movie in good and bad ways. Yeah. Like, it, it's making the most out of this, like, there was a lot of blonde humor at the time. Yeah. 90s was a prime time for that. Uh, mm-hmm. We love Joe Bob. He would do a lot of blonde jokes yeah. on the uh, the, T- the TCM, like, Monster Vision uh, show. Like, that was, you know, his yep. segment break mm-hmm. end of the show. It was like, I'll do a joke. And sometimes they're like, blonde jokes are pretty common. Mm-hmm. But that was just a common thing then. Yeah. Um, so this is playing with that and being like, you know, hey, again, it's that thing of like, oh, you think this person is dumb because of, like, just how they look. But, like, she's not. She's actually, like, extremely, not just, like quick and like but like she's genuinely smart like yeah like in the scene well, you said it shows that she's like knows about fashion but that is what her main interest is yeah. and then it goes on to be like hey you know you can apply these same skills to learning about anything turns out well, even beyond any innate cleverness we also see several montages of her studying i said she's yeah, yeah. actually smart like yeah but so i mean like it's it's dedication and yeah. retention and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think as that well. stuff is obvious yeah. because you can't look like that if you don't have dedication. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like when she's in the you know doom spiral of depression, uh-huh. her friends are like, she hasn't you know conditioned her hair in like four days, and I was like, <laughs> four days. Yeah. I haven't conditioned my hair this calendar year. You've shampooed though. Have I? Probably. You don't know. I don't know. You can't prove it. No, I can't. You're not marking the bottles like it's my dad's liquor cabinet? Yeah, no. I mean, also, you and I have very different hair textures, and I'm not going to get into it, but I have very fine hair. You got uh, big, uh, luxurious Italian curls. It's a me, Hario. <laughs> yeah. That was hair talk. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's crying at the at the, the their dinner. Um, yeah. And he, he like, looks around nervously because, like, it's, I'm assuming, awkward to have someone, like, like really sobbing at well, dinner with you. he's doing the whole thing of, like, you know, take them out in a public place so that they yeah, don't yeah. want to make a scene. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, she's... Yeah, and she's just fucking, yeah. like, openly sobbing. But, yeah. like, he, like, looks around nervously and he's like, bad salad. <laughs> <laughs> bad salad made me laugh so fucking hard. It's because it's so dumb. <laughs> bad salad. Yeah. It's great. I feel like a lot of people I know... This is their takeaway from the movie as like as far as like how much of a role model should L Woods be is he goes, I just need someone serious to be with. I just, you know, I need someone serious in my life. And she goes, I seriously love you. And I was like, that's very sweet. Yeah. But like, that is also very shallow. I do feel like I know a lot of people who were like, well, that's all I have to try to be. And it's like, well, no, you did you not? It's like Scarface, except it's the it's the wrong right. ratio. Right. Instead of watching the first 95 percent of Scarface and skipping the last five, you only watched the first five percent of Legally Blonde and then forgot the rest of it right. where she became a fully rounded human yeah, being. Well, because like the bigger thing is that, like, I think halfway through the movie, she has a whole thing with him where she's like, I'm never going to be enough for you, am I? 
because like it's know. a little further than half but yeah yeah but i mean you know we we get a decent way in but also a decent way before the end where she kind of like yeah she's still pursuing him after it stops making sense for her to really actively pursue him yeah like okay she goes to harvard accidentally in quotes bumps into him he's like oh you go here you know and he's like oh what are you doing here she's like i go here he's like what do you mean you go here she's like i go to harvard law he's like you go to harvard law and she goes what like it's hard (laughs) which is another fucking i mean it's a trailer line but like that's a very good line it is it's also really funny though because like she absolutely beats the pants off the lsats (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) When we see her, um, you know, vi- she, she makes a video essay, um, which is great. Yeah. And later on, she drops that she got, quote, a Coppola, unquote, to direct it. Yeah. <laughs> which is just like a funny little throwaway. Um, Probably Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Because, you know, he yeah. could use the money. For all Somebody <laughs> inflate that pool float. <laughs> Let him buy that dinosaur skull uh, coffee, <laughs> coffee table. Coffee table. <laughs> Wait, what was I just talking about selling to Nick Cage? Oh, Buddha heads. Yeah. In Ong Bak. Yeah. I was like, my man Nick Cage would definitely buy a black market Buddha head. I just need it. <laughs> but, so, a perfect LSAT score is a 180. Yeah, yeah. She scores a 179. yeah. Which is one point off. Of perfect. And would put her in like the 99.9 nine percentile yeah, yeah for people that take the test yeah. like an average score is 150 and so i got by the way 169 what's up you never took the test i did uh-huh i did uh-huh i did take it yeah she nails her essay and stuff yeah her video essay is very funny or sorry she nails her test um, oh but yeah, also, yeah, set, yeah yeah but also yeah has a video essay that yeah is is like well i, I wrote down a couple of the things from it yeah. Um, where she, you know, she says like, because I'm head of the sorority and I, you know, have to have to corral all these girls, I know how to command a room. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, footage of her at like a table leading like a the sorority meeting. I have to remember minutia. And it's her like laying in a pool, like on a pool oh, float. Yeah. And somebody floats by and is like, hey, Elle, did you see like Guiding Light or Days of yeah. Our Lives or whatever yesterday? And she's like, yeah. And then she recites like plot points from it. Yeah. Where she's like, you know. Brad and Janet had to deal with their illegitimate child while whatever. And, you know, then she, like, looks, spikes the camera and, like, smiles. <laughs> like, it's uh-huh. very funny. Yeah. It sort of, like, dissolves into the review board watching it. Well, I mean, honestly. Oh, the best one is she goes, and I'm comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. Uh-huh. And some guy's like, hey, baby, what's up? And she's like, I object. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and then like, once again, spikes the camera yes, and smiles. Yes, and- also, <laughs> if you are trying to, if anyone listening to this is trying to write a movie to which I, Hunter Bush, will laugh, I will always laugh at I object in like casual life, non-courtroom situations. Mm-hmm. If you just sternly have a character sternly and firmly state, I object, it will get a laugh out of me and I don't know why. I think it's Harvey Birdman. Oh, probably. I think it's the intro to the opening like sequence to Harvey Birdman. Mm-hmm. It just always gets a laugh out of me. Yeah. So then it dissolves into her, like, uh, the review board. And, you know, it's, like, five people. And, you know, they're, like, she has, like, a 4.0 grade, you know, yeah. GPA. And they're, like, yeah, but she's a fashion major. And they're, like, 
well, you always say we're looking for more diversity. Like, we've never had someone like her here. The guy, the guy, the one negative guy is like, she was in a Ricky Martin video. And he's like, she's a music lover. (laughs) I like the spin. I like the spin game. Um, and then she did also do a bunch of charity work. Though. Yeah, well, they're, yeah. they they yeah. list that. But then yeah. the other funny one is uh, he's like, she designed a, a line of faux fur panties for her fundraiser. Yeah. And he goes, she's a friend to animals as well as a philanthropist. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like really funny to me. Yeah. Um, and he goes, L. Woods, welcome to Harvard. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Like, it's a it's a good scene. It's very short. You get you get it mm-hmm. like. Uh, again, we talked about... I'm sorry, can you bring up the writers' names? Oh, yes. It is Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith. movie is based off of a novel by Amanda Brown. Yes. Who, she wrote about her experiences in Stanford, Stanford kind yeah. of, and they changed it to Harvard. But yeah, also, I did want to talk about another funny quote right before this, which is uh, two of her sorority sisters were, like, helping Elle prepare for her LSATs and stuff, and the one gave her a scrunchie, and she's like, it's my lucky scrunchie. And the one girl's like, why are you giving her that? And she's like, it helped me pass Spanish. And she's like, you passed Spanish because uh, you gave Professor Montoya a lap dance after the final. And she's like, yeah, luckily. <laughs> That's which good. Is, definitely one of those lines that kind of lives in my head <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um well that's what i was saying with you looking up the 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 authors yeah like they really do very like pithy oh yeah absolutely dialogue it's very memorable it's very like zingy and their scenes are like cause the, as we as we mentioned maybe i cut this out i'm not sure you know depending on the edit yeah. but like they also wrote 10 Things I Hate About You, previous episode from not that long ago. They, they, their scenes are not that long, but each one is punchy. Yeah. And you also, like, when they have these sort of, like, um, straw men characters that, like, are only there to serve one purpose. Like, we never see the review board again. They don't matter. Right. But you get in the review board scene exactly who everybody is, kind of, like, in relation to how much they matter to the story. Like, these two are kind of against it. These three are kind of for it, you know? Yeah. And it moves very quickly, uh, mm-hmm. but, like, really, sh- like, sure-footedly. Yeah. Um, and their writing is, like, just very strong in that you yeah. know, that sense. Um, also, I find... So, I, I sometimes get a little uh, rubbed the wrong way when people are writing teenagers too sure themselves or wittily or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this, I think, rides that line between... Well, not, um, yeah. It sounds like realistic dialogue, but it is also, yeah, very funny and very, you know, snappy and smart. Yeah, I think they establish... In both this and 10 Things I Hate About You, that it's a slightly heightened reality. Right. Just from the way everybody interacts and, you know, like, it's just a a shade or two, like, into cartoon town. Yeah. Where things are just a little silly and, like, you can get away with a little... This isn't as cartoony as 10 Things I Hate About You, 10 Things I Hate About You has, like, straight up cartoon, like, violence, you know, (laughs) happening in the background as we talk about in that episode. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's still just, like, a little bit heightened enough where... It all works. Yeah. And, like, that let, that gives you a little more freedom than if it's totally grounded, you know? Elle Woods is a little larger than life. Yeah. She, she, she has a character. She in, in California, but then as soon as she's transplanted to the East Coast, she's, like, you know, stepped out of, right. I don't even know. Well, <laughs> yeah. she, could, she could not walk through a scene in the social network. Right. Or something. Because it would just be like, oh... You know, that would be like those movies where, like, it would be like Roger Rabbit, where, like, there's a cartoon in this room full of real people. You know, right. like, yeah. you're like, oh, that's wild. Yeah. But, like, if uh, Lex Luthor from The Social Network, 
if he came <laughs> over and was in this, like, he would fit in because he's a cartoonish evil nerd. Uh-huh. And you'd be like, oh, that works. Like, yeah. And it would just lean a little bit on him being a cartoonish evil nerd. Yeah, and actually, I think that is where that uh, difference is, is that every, there's a lot of costuming difference, but then you do still get some of that heightened, you know. Characterization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, I think they're really... Uh, also, that's a very smart writing style for that time. Oh, For the 90s yeah. into the 2000s. Like, it was an era of, you know, hope and prosperity for the for the uh, for a large part. Yeah, we were going into the new millennium. Yeah, so. we, we were all coming off eight years of Clinton as president, where yeah. we were in, like, financially in the black as a nation, which was, like, cool and, yeah. and good to have. Um, yep. Where we were like, oh, we're not in debt. <laughs> Yeah. Things are looking up, you it know. It was a pre-9-11 world. The 70s are coming back in a big way. Like, yeah. we're, we're adopting bell bottoms, but we're calling them flares. Don't worry. We're not calling them bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. That's your mom and dad's language. These yep. are called flares. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're getting like... Getting all the fashion of uh, that time with none of the Cold War. Right. We're like, <laughs> yeah. we'll adopt some of the free love politics. Things were looking up as a country, and, like, that sort of, like, easy, breezy, light, fun, bouncy dialogue and characterizations just really work. They really pop for this era. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that I don't think they would necessarily as much like now or, you know, since. It would have to be something Pixar did or something, you know? Yeah. Like it would, it would, it would have yeah. to actually be cartoony. For or it would that have to, to be a TV show where you oh. have time to build the reality that these characters live in and make them like sillier. Yeah. Yeah. Building up and out versus right. having something contained in an hour and a half yes, or it, I guess two hours now yeah, is the base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hard thing to do swiftly. And in both these movies that we've covered, like they do it right out of the gate where you're like, okay, this isn't quite reality. It's not that far off, but like a silly thing that can happen, you know, that won't break the reality. What else did I talk about? Oh, well, um, in that introduction scene where we meet all the, you know, study group. Yes. Um, Elle introduces herself and she's like, I'm Elle Woods and this is Bruiser Woods. Yeah. Uh, her, her chihuahua, chihuahua Bruiser. Yeah. And she says, we're both Gemini vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> and that made me laugh too. She kind of reads as a Gemini to me. I don't know enough about Geminis. Oh, I do. Hi, Kim. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, hello. Yeah, there's there's aspects of her that read as Gemini to me, but I don't think I'm strong enough in astrology to be like, I can say what I think she is. But Gemini seems not quite right, but not far off. I, I mean, I would probably put her more as like a Leo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, Leo doesn't seem, like, yeah. Fire sign, but not one of the super stubborn ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just confident. Yes. Yeah. Center of attention. Right. And uh, center of attention loves it. Is yeah. comfortable there. Right. Yeah. I could friendly. See that. You know. Yes. Very yeah. outgoing. Yeah. 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 I could see that. S- strong, like yeah. fierce. You know. But so I think maybe they, and I don't know how much you know they know about, but Gemini's the twins, so maybe they're yeah. going for that duality of like she has this very outgoing right personality, but then also has a very studious and right. serious side that right. nobody seems to really she get. She has an outgoing, confident, you know, facade. She's secretly like intellectual, uh, very intelligent, a little insecure, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Elle's first uh lecture is with uh, Professor Stromwell. Who was played by Holland Taylor. Yeah. Who... Do you know what previous episode? No, but she did look familiar. Bill and Ted face <gasps> the music. Right. Oh, right. Uh, she's whatever they call like the, the head yeah. of the council. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice cool. Nice crossover there. Yeah. Um, 
She wrote down an Aristotle quote on the board, and it's like, oh, the law is passion devoid of logic no. or something. Or the law is reason devoid of passion. There we go. So she asked the class, like, who said this? And uh, Oz Perkins, yeah, is like, it's Aristotle. And she's like, are you sure? He's like, yes. Would and you she, bet your life on would it? Would you bet your life? He's like, yes. Would you bet his, his life. life on it? And he goes, I mean, I don't know. And she's like, well, the law, you know. Yeah. Basically, like, you have to know what you're talking about and stuff. And she's like, it was Aristotle, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So we, we establish pretty concretely that she is a hard ass. <laughs> so she's like, well, I assume you all read the first, like, 80 pages of. It's 49 pages of. Oh, thanks for correcting me. That really matters. It changes the shape of the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. You dinkus. Whatever. Uh, And she's like, you know, whatever. You read the first 80 pages of dinkus. Uh So she's asking questions and she asks Elle. And Elle's like, I didn't realize we had to read this, so I didn't. I'm not prepared. Yeah. And then she turns to another classmate, Vivian, played by Selma Blair, the great Selma Blair. Mm -hmm. Again, we stand. I love her. Indeed. I, I don't think I've ever seen her in something that she wasn't good in. No, very consistent. Yeah, she rules. Uh, big Selma Blair fan. Selma Blair, if you've ever, ever liked to come on the podcast. Absolutely. Open invitation. I wish we had a fan who was, like, really diehard enough to go back. We're, like, 61 episodes in now. And listen to every episode and take note of every open celebrity invitation to be on the podcast. And keep track for us. Because hopefully we'll be checking them off some days. We're not big time. No, we might be. One day. Maybe. Yeah. Every, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. I know. Keep reaching for that rainbow. I know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and she's like, Vivian, do you think it's, I forget how she phrased it. Acceptable, yes, that Elle Woods is not prepared. And she's like, she looks like dead at her. And she's like, no. Would you object if I was to eject her from class and tell her not to come back until she is prepared? She's like, not at all. So she's like, goodbye, Ms. Woods. Yeah. And this is when... Yeah, Elle goes outside, and she sits under a tree in the courtyard, like, upset. Luke Wilson, this is his first appearance, just, yeah. like, in the background. He's like, hey, you okay? How's it going? Yeah. You know, and she's like, ugh, like, I just had the worst, you know, time and stuff. His and, name is Emmett. You know, I got thrown out of class and stuff. And he's like, well, who do you have? Well, no, no, no. Oh. She goes, do they always do that? Like, oh, make yeah. you, like, a spectacle? Like, whatever, however she phrases it. And he's like, you have Stromwell, don't you? And she's like, yeah. Did she do that to you? He's like, no. She made me cry, though. <laughs> He's like, not in class. I managed to make it back to my dorm, but still. And then, you know, he was like, who else do you have? And she lists a couple of professors. And he's like, you know, speak up in this one's class. He likes people who have strong opinions and sit in the back of this one's class because he tends to spit when he talks. And I forget. And he just has all this, like, extra, you know, knowledge from being around. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, are you like a third year? And then she gets interrupted because who's here? Warner. And he walks up and he's like, hey, I suck. Yeah, well, she had bumped into him before her first class where that's yes. where you get the line of like. What, like you know, it's hard? Yeah, exactly. Which is a fucking great line. Yeah. Because it was easy for her. I mean, she studied yeah. a lot, but like. Yeah. She didn't stress about it. She was just, she just had a goal. Yeah. And then she focused everything on it. Yeah. And then she got it. Yeah. Which is good. It's the John Wick principle. It really is. Yeah. With enough oh, focus. Oh, we could cross them over. <laughs> yeah. They he's would, like, they killed my dog. They're both dog lovers. Yeah. yeah. He's like, they killed my dog. And she could look at Bruiser, who would have to be played by another actor because okay. the dog actor that played Bruiser is named Mooney. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Big ups to Mooney in heaven. Yeah. He'd be like, I need legal counsel. And she'd be like, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Blonde wick. <laughs> 
Not a bad movie. A movie uh-huh. I would see. Uh-huh. 100%. Warner's uh, chatting, kind of flirting with Elle. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm good. She's kind of flirting back to the point where she straight up ignores Luke Wilson, which, okay, objectively, just based on looks, Luke Wilson is the keeper here. This guy is like, he looks like every video game protagonist. He is a man, I guess, technically, with hair that is brownish. That's it. Like, if that man murdered my parents on the sidewalk in front of me, and it took three hours, I still wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Because he's just the blandest dude ever. No offense to the actor that played Warner. I did not get his name because I forgot he existed. Luke Wilson's got a face. Matthew Davis. Matthew Davis. Mm -hmm. Cool. Even his name is generic. (laughs) No offense, dude. Sorry. But he's like, how was your first class? She's like, oh, it's great. No big deal. This one really preppy bitch kind of, you know, pissed me off or whatever. And then Vivian walks up and is like, hey, babe. And you find out that Vivian is with Warner now. He calls her Pooh Bear, which is what he, he used calls, to call Elle when they were dating. Right, and that's just, right. weird. It's shitty. I don't think I've ever reused like a personalized nickname like that, and it's just so gross. It is. It's really shitty. It shows that he is uncreative. Yeah. Or he just wants to really fuck Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. Like He's really into fucking Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, but you can't be a senator and a furry. Nobody should have to hide their uh, sexual proclivities. It's just that with some people, their sexual proclivities don't jibe with their political ideology, which is that nobody should have sexual proclivities. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, no shit. I know. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, I would push backwards down a flight of stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs was a gorge. I didn't think you were going to say gorge, and I didn't know what you were going to actually say. How funny would it be, right? Senator Lindsey Graham is like, blah, 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 I don't believe gays exist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And I pushed Lindsey Graham backwards. Like a, like a fucking, like a domino, just like head over, head over, ass over tea kettle down the stairs. And then just when you think they've reached the bottom, they boop off the bottom step, and just like 60 foot free fall down to the wall of a gorge. And they just keep bouncing all the way down for like, probably like two miles. <laughs> Gorges are deep, right? Like that's the thing about a gorge, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. It's not It's not a embankment. Yeah, I don't... Okay. You're going to look up the legal definition of no, gorge? Legally no, gorge. No, I, <laughs> I don't know how deep the Grand Canyon is, so I'm like, I don't know, is two miles too deep? Ooh, I think the Grand Canyon's really fucking deep. Okay. Like several miles. I've never been. I've never been either, but I know you have to ride a donkey down it. Fun thing in this scene where uh, she's confronted by Vivian dating Warner. It was raining when they did the uh, reverse shots. Oh. It was not raining when they filmed Elle, I don't believe. But uh-huh. it was raining when they filmed Vivian, uh, Selma Blair and uh, Warner. I think I was taking notes and didn't notice this. That's funny. Yeah, so they, you know, they got those big ass umbrellas they put over people so that even if it's supposed to be raining, they're not wet all the time. Yeah, all the celebrities would be dead from pneumonia. But, um, so you can actually see on the, uh, if y'all are watching at home um on the selma blair side of the screen you can see all the rain like spraying off of the umbrella like through the lights oh um in a weird way yeah and i was like oh i don't think it's supposed to be raining in this scene clearly so you know and then like there's whatever the next part of the scene is after she leaves them she's like walking across the quad and it's not raining so i was like oh they did all this stuff in one day and then like when they went and did or one part of the day and then when they went and did the reverse it was raining and they had to fake it. So that's kind of fun, a little film, filmy stuff if you're into that kind of stuff like I am. And Elle is very upset and she drives away 
and she drives past Neptune's Beauty Nook. Oh, yeah. Which is a real fun name. Um, And she pulls a U-turn and almost causes a car crash, and she goes in, and Jennifer Coolidge is available. Yeah. I love Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Uh, Her name's Paulette. Paulette. Yes. She's She's kind of of an airhead. Kind of naive. She's kind of naive. So Elle comes in, and she's, like, on the verge of tears, but not, like, full-on crying. And she's like, are you available? Because it's an emergency. Jennifer Coolidge is, like, reading a magazine or something, and she puts it down, and she goes what's the matter you know and yeah. like and and it's it's really fun and very sweet i didn't write down a ton of like the dialogue but like well you know it's she, just she's, L. she's like you know i came here uh yeah it's l letting know, her in on the plot to, of the yeah, movie to to get my boyfriend back and now he's with this horrible girl and she's got you know his grandmother's ring on her bony unpolished finger yeah and uh i love jennifer cole she's like well is she as pretty as you and she goes she needs eyeliner and like something else but like she's not totally Highlights. And what is it? Highlights. Oh, highlights. Yeah. And she's like, but she's not like totally unpleasant looking. And I kind of love that. I think but she like, said unfortunate. Unfortunately, which is, yes. Which is kind of funny. Cause, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that Elle even is like, yeah, she's very pretty. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's the Elle version of right. very pretty. Um, speaking of, of good euphemistic put downs, when Elle sees the announcement for the brother's wedding. Yeah. She turns to somebody else at the beauty salon that she's at then. Yeah. And it's like, this is the type of person I need to become to be serious. And the woman goes, practically deformed? (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed my ass off. Yeah. It's so mean, but so funny. Uh, And that made me laugh really hard. she's a little on the homely side, the, the, you know brother's fiance fiance yeah Yeah, i mean like she looks a little they're they're trying to give her like serious margaret thatcher vibes (laughs) so well this becomes this starts a montage of everybody being really shitty to l yeah she wants to go join the study group that has viv and i can't oh viv yeah vivian and warner in it and she's like i brought sustenance like she brought snacks for everybody and the two girls it's vivian and an unnamed friend of hers are really shitty everybody else is like oh you know like we can fit another person in and she's like no you know they we already these... assigned the readings and yeah stuff. they have all these and, flimsy you know, yeah. things and yeah. it's just to be mean and yep and then as she's walking out this is why fuck enid fuck enid yeah push enid backwards down mm-hmm. a flight of stairs into a gorge Elle's walking out and enid is like couldn't you like find like a thing like to do like or whatever you know yeah. and L good good for her as a character is like you know if you came to a, a whatever she says like a, a yeah. mixer she's yeah. like, I would at least be nice to you yeah and she's like oh before you like called me a dyke and turned me down for you know acceptance in the sorority and L says I don't use that word like that's not yeah you probably heard that from Vivian <laughs> yeah but I like that like it's it's very apparent that Enid is projecting sure based I mean yeah, maybe based on you know her experience with other people who are like L yeah but like. Elle is not everybody that looks like her. She's, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, fuck Enid. I thought we were going to like Enid when we started watching this. It's like, oh, you know, she's kind of fun in yeah. a, in a uh, sarcastic Jeannie Garofalo-y way. Like, she might be kind of cool. And then it's like, nah, she sucks. Have you heard about the nice versus kind? Okay. I don't remember where <laughs> I picked this up. The East Coast is not nice, but it's kind. You know, it's, it's the backdoor dickhead and step down and stuff where it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. you're not saying yeah, these yeah. things nicely, but like, but then there's also being uh, nice, but not kind. Which is the West where, Coast. Which, which is the like, the, you know, smile to your face, stab you in the back yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of thing. L's the full package and stuff. And she's in this environment that's not very nice. And she kind of needs to find the kindness as well, because a lot of people yeah. are not being either of them to her. Yeah. There's a lot of ADR 
insults hurled L's way in this that yeah. are not actually said by characters, right. but just to drive home that she's not welcome there. Yeah. Um, and I had the subtitles on because I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, and also somebody was moving in across the street or moving out or something. So there was like a lot of clunkety clunk nonsense. And there's actually some like additional, I don't know if you want to call them insults or just like gossip yeah. that's added in like the subtitles that isn't actually present. I, I didn't hear it. I just read it. Yeah. So either things that were taken out or maybe things that are said too quietly for you to have picked up. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they were just like, oh, you know, if you're just reading this with subtitles, like there's nothing in this scene because it's mm. like dramatic music. So we'll just put like more whatever. The thing I wanted to mention is when she first arrives at Harvard, there's a lot of ADR stuff like, oh, look at law yeah. school Barbie. Oh, check out Malibu Barbie. Yeah. yeah. Check out Malibu Barbie. I'm like, hey, babe, uh, you know, the fucking whatever is not, you know, whatever. It's all this. And I was like. Are you getting fucking razzed by the quote-unquote tough bros of Harvard? I was like, get the fuck out of here. Mm, else, uh, studying and stuff, and she hears Vivian and her friend. She hears somebody well, in the hallway somebody, talking yeah. about a party, and she yeah. pops out to be like, is somebody in this fucking school finally planning a party? Oh, it's Vivian. Yeah. Yeah, Vivian's like, you know, well, the friend is like, no, you can't come, fuck you. And Vivian's like, no, you know, wait. And, She's like, it's yeah. fine, you can come. Yeah. In that very, She's like... She's like, I don't think you'd want to come because it's a costume party. In that very eye-rolly Selma Blair way. Yeah. I fucking love her. She's yep. so good. Um, but yes, like, in that very, like, I mean, I guess you wouldn't want to come. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's a costume party. And yeah. she's like, I love... And Elle, Elle. Elle is so yeah. sincere. Yeah. She's just like, I love costume parties. Yeah. It's very sweet. And then we cut to, like, Elle walking up. It's just her feet. Pans up. She's dressed as like a Playboy bunny, basically. Yeah. Skimpy, bustier, ears, tail. You got it. Yeah. She walks in, surprising no one. It's not a costume party. Yep. Yeah. And that's the gag, which I think I may have told you this kind of happened by accident. To you? Well, okay. So not just to me. Oh. What had happened it's was. Less bad. What had happened was my friend Nora, Johnny, and Laura had all moved in together in an apartment and were having a move-in party. Yes. And when they were planning it, Nora thought they had decided that it was going to be a, like, movie-themed, like, come-as-somebody-from-a-film-you-like costume costume party. party. And so she told all of her friends to do that, and Johnny and Laura told all of their friends, not that. It's just a party, right. (laughs) So I showed up dressed as Lilu Dallas from The Fifth Element. Previous episode. And, uh... John and Liam showed up as the Wilsons from Royal Tenenbaums. Oh. Luke and Owen Wilson. Future episode, probably. Yep. And then Johnny and Laura's friends started showing up, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, is this supposed to be a costume party? And we're like, oh, was this not supposed to be a costume party? And then... It was... (laughs) Like the Sharks and the Jets. (laughs) Yeah, no. It was extra awkward for like I'm guessing you guys won, because you're here. (laughs) We were fine. Everybody just got drunk enough that we stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, like, I was like half of the party goers that was dressed up weird. And yeah. so it's better. It's not you a have bad friends. average. Yeah. It's way better than yeah. if it was just you or like um, whatever. Also, uh, college party dress up shenanigans. My dad had a whole story where uh, he and his fraternity brothers showed up to a toga party dressed as Huns, which. Historically <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Apparently, uh, those fuzzy bath mats. Make really good fake fur. Oh. So they like, yeah. (laughs) Ooh, much preferable to Marabou. Right, yeah. So that, and then also I definitely hosted a uh, pirate-themed party that some people came to dressed up as ninjas, which would be the 2000 and middle version of that. Yeah, definitely. 
Brendan, future guest of the podcast, Brendan and I went to a party that people were like, it's a toga party. So I had these sheets. They had like a fake leopard print on them. Uh-huh. And Brendan was like, all right, I'll take that, you know, leopard top sheet. So he kind of looked like a caveman. Yeah. But we're like on the bus and he's like, how do you tie a toga? I was like, I actually don't know. I thought it'd be easier than this. So we're like trying to figure out how to tie togas on the bus with sheets. Yeah. Riding to this party. Good party though. Honestly, all I really remember is the Natty Lighthouse. They had an inflatable natural light lighthouse. Oh. And all night I was like, I want that. I want to steal that. Can yeah. we just steal the Natty Lighthouse? And they just kept being like, stop trying to convince us to steal this. Like, these people are our friends. And I'm like, I know that's true, but at the same time, like, mm, if I steal something of yours, A, it's not going to be like a tiny thing that you're never going to notice. It's going to be a huge thing you definitely notice is missing. Like, I would definitely steal like a framed painting of your entire family off the wall above the hearth. Just because you liked how the dog was making a face. Right, just, <laughs> yeah. well, if it, if it caught my fancy. Yeah, exactly. But also, I wouldn't hide it. No. I would have it at my house, and then the next time you came over, if you were like, did you steal that from me? I'd be like, oh, I guess I did. And then if you stole it back from me, I'd be like, the game is on. Yeah. And then we would have a friendly rivalry for the rest of time that I would pass on to my uh, kin, and hopefully you would also. And then they would lose track of how fun it was for us, and then they would end up killing each other in the streets. Pretty sure that's what happened to the Hatfields and the McCoys. It is. The Hatfields stole the inflatable Natty Lighthouse the McCoys had. Yeah. In their distillery <laughs> where they made their moonshine uh-huh. so is dressed as a playboy bunny yeah. she's in this party warner says don't you look like a walking felony at which point oh boy yeah. you have to stop being interested in that man yeah now me as a person who has self-respect if i was like i'm gonna win this person back and i found out they were already engaged to somebody else after like three months i'd be like oh i have no interest and you know i'd, I'd move on to luke wilson Mm-hmm. Like aggressively onto Luke Wilson, <laughs> like wake the neighbors onto Luke Wilson. Oh boy! I'm like, I'm gonna make you forget about Andrew. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you so hard you forget about certain siblings of yours. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as I saw they were engaged, not just dating. He's not just dating Selma Blair. He's engaged to her. She has the fucking you know the rock. I'd be like, fuck this dude. This dude sucks. Like, we were together for blank number of years. Like, years. He's been dating her for, like, four months, and they're engaged. And fuck that guy. Yeah. So, also, like, Vivian was, you know, laughing at her and stuff. And she has, like, a line where she's like, whenever I dress up like a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. And the friend kind of looks at her and is like, ooh. Yeah. Like, she gives her a look like, ooh, she got your number. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Clap yeah. back before we called him that. Yeah. Surgical precision. <laughs> Elle stands up for herself a lot. In yeah, this. no. She, uh, it's not like she needs Luke to, or no, no, no. to do it for her. No, but she doesn't need anybody to do shit for her. She does occasionally need... A little bit of a pep talk. Yeah, insure, yeah. Uh, assurance. But, like, who doesn't? Sure. Elle Woods is, like, legitimately feminist icon. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Warner tells her that she's not smart enough to actually, like, be at the school. Right. He says, like, sweetie, you're not smart enough for this. And then there's a montage of her, my note says, actually, you know, doing college. Yeah, well, so she first off goes and buys a MacBook because she doesn't have a computer and something everybody in her classes has is a laptop. Yeah. There's a good <laughs> shot of, like, the class of her, uh, her in Stromwell's class where everybody has, like, the black basic, like, laptop. And then she's got this, like, orange and white, like, MacBook, candy-colored, poppy, you know, yeah. laptop. 
Yeah. Which is very much her personality. Yep. And that's fun. Um, but, I mean, even before that, though, she's in line buying it. And, yes. and it's behind her. And she does the, like, don't ask. Yeah, she's still in the bunny costume. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he goes, <clears throat> and she goes, don't ask. He goes, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> it's like, you were. Yeah. We all want to know. Yeah. But yeah, big study montage of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Her, like, actually putting nose to grindstone. Yeah. And, like, she's still good at it. She yeah. was good at the beginning of the movie. She hasn't lost a step. We also get a little uh, thing of uh, her and Paulette sort of, I guess, celebrating the season. Yeah. You know, it, it's winter now and they're yeah. having a drink at the nail salon. Yeah. She and Paulette, it, it shows that they're friends, whatever. Yeah. So then she's in Callahan's class. Callahan is played by Victor Garber, who I brought up Garber's uh, oh. IMDb. And I was like, we've definitely done a Victor Garber movie. And I scrolled back through it. And I was like, how have we never done a Victor we Garber haven't, movie? No, I mostly know him as the dad on Alias. And yeah, I haven't yeah. even seen that much Alias. He's in a million things. He does a lot of TV, but he's done a lot of films. Mm-hmm. His first role, because I went back that far to, to be like, when when did we do a movie he was in? And I went all the way back to his first role. He was Jesus. His first film role was Jesus in, like, Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. And I was like, good for you, Victor Garber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Victor Garber. He's a classic character actor. Oh, yeah. Shows up in a million things. He's yeah. in Titanic. That's a he, big one. Yeah, he's got a very somber look to him, but he can also play very comedic roles as well. Well, so... yeah, he's a guy, he's a character actor that knows, like, how he comes off. He comes off as, like, your strict boss or parent. Yeah. So he knows in movies when he can use that for comedy. Yeah. And on TV, he's done a lot, like I said, a lot of TV roles. Some of them are comedic, some of them are straight. Yeah, and like, I was just like, damn, we've never done a Victor Garber. So you know what? Welcome to the fucking show, Victor Garber. Yeah. 61 episodes. Sorry it took so long. Glad <laughs> to see you. Cannot believe we've never done a Victor Garber. Yeah. He hasn't even appeared in anything. That's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, good actor. Yeah. Elle helps Paulette get her dog back. Yes. So her dog Rufus is being kept by her ex. In a trailer. Yeah. Elle encourages Paulette, like, you got this girl. You go do this. You can handle this. This is on you. Like, go up there. State what you want. Like, you know. Yeah. It's empowering. She's trying to be empowering to Paulette. Paulette has had a life that has led her to doubt herself. So when she actually gets face-to-face with her ex, she can't really go through with it and really pull the trigger and be like, fuck you, uh, let's say, Derek. I'm just picking a name. Uh, You know, I want my dog. Give me my dog if I don't want to hear it. You know, he's like, oh, just show up here to show me what I'm not missing out on. And she's like, no, I just, I I just, um, uh." and... It makes Elle get out of the car and come around, and she's like, hello, I'm Mrs. whatever Paulette's last name is, Uh, lawyer. Bonafonte, I think. Bonafonte, yeah. And she she starts throwing legalese at him in a way that isn't entirely accurate, but she's like, you know, due to habeas corpus. Right, she throws a lot of legal phrases at him that she doesn't clearly use correctly, but also knows he probably isn't going to fucking know. Yeah, yeah, it's for show. Right, because he looks like Carl from Aqua Teens. Yep. So she's like, he's probably not going to know a lot of legalese. Yeah. So she's like, um, yeah, uh, due to habeas corpus and the, uh, you know, jabroni principle, uh, and she's like, you know, uh, the, the canine extraction unit, whatever. And she's like, uh, tell him, Paulette. I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Hits that so nicely. Yeah, the, seeing L stand up to him shows Paulette that, like, yep. he's nothing. Fuck him. Yep. 
and, and then, Paulette, so, then then Paulette can be like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Dumb yeah, and then I they're fucking, both. I love in, Jennifer Coolidge so much. Both in Elle's car with both dogs, yeah. driving away, and Elle's like, he's probably still scratching his head, and she goes, which must be a nice vacation for his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking great line. That made me laugh really hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that's a good, a really good scene. Yeah. To the writer's credit, it's a scene that doesn't really need to be in the movie for the movie to progress, but is perfect. Yeah, well, It's so, a perfect reset so that everything doesn't feel like a snowball rolling downhill, like, right. toward its inevitable conclusion. Well, it does. It shows you that Elle exists outside of her main, you know, concerns. Yeah, well, so it does a couple of things. It's, it's... Because Elle, a couple of times in this movie, is a champion for the underdog in the situation. Yeah. And she's a dog lover. Well, yeah. But I mean, mean, like, yeah, specifically, you know, sees somebody needing help and then goes to help them. Right. So there's that. And then also person. It keeps uh, Jennifer Coolidge in the film so that we can also have like we have their relationship building. We also have the Bend and Snap thing later. Yes. So it's sort of still keeping her relevant to like the movie and what we're doing. Sure. So, yeah. So after that, she's in Victor Garber's class he has a like summer internship that everybody wants he's uh, the teacher that uh luke wilson suggested like you speak up in callahan yeah because like he likes people that have strong opinions yeah um so she wins this argument like theoretical case argument in class it's yeah. about it's a sperm donor case and about like child uh uh, uh like abandonment visitation uh, rights visit- yeah. and things and she makes the point that like yeah, I'm not well, sure if these are real legal cases, but I mean, they're at least emblematic of actual problems. And that is how a lot of like these law cases go is that you study previous instances yeah. of, yeah, yeah, reverse, whoever. You yeah. study it, yeah. And, but she's like, you know, well, unless we can show that he's contacted every previous one night stand to make sure that no children resulted in the, you know, from those uh, dalliances. And she's like, not to mention every instance of like masturbatory release, you know, where the sperm wasn't seeking eggs. She's like that, you know, you could be charged with, uh, you know, you could argue that that's abandonment, abandonment, you know? And he was like, very good, Miss Woods. Like you've won your case. And she's kind of like, Oh, and then as she's leaving class, he's like, have you applied for my internship? And she's like, I, I don't know, you know, or have you thought about applying? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you should. Yeah. He's like, do you have a resume? And she does the, you know, she, goes, she hands oh, yeah. it to him and he's like, it's, it's pink. pink. And, she goes, and, she goes, and scented. I think it gives it a little something extra. Yeah. So that did you, was you, were you going to say this trivia? The thing was, let me get the author's name right. Um, I got it right it here. Is I got it Amanda right here. Amanda Brown. I got it right here. Amanda Brown. So while at Stanford, this is I'm reading directly from the I am, what, what do you call it? Imdba. The Imdba trivia. While at Stanford, source book author Amanda Brown wrote letters back home regarding her inability to fit in with her classmates. Later, she made a manuscript based on those letters and sent it to an agent who was drawn to it because it was the only manuscript submitted, written on pink paper. Referenced in this movie through Elle Wood's scented pink resume. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But also, it seems like a very, you know, her character thing to do. Because, again, Well, her, I think it's her, the, uh, Amanda Brown. Her application essay was a video essay. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Amanda Brown. Like, that's yeah, very yeah. her, you know. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And so, uh, Emmett shows up. Is he a TA? Like, what what's going on with that? He's, yeah. Yeah. Something. Okay. You know, uh, he and Callahan are talking, and I forget which one of them, but one of them says the line, like, do you think she just woke up one morning and said, I think I'll go to law school today? 
And I kind of wrote that down because I took a little issue with that because I'm like, isn't that how anybody decides to do anything? <laughs> it's just like you have to decide you want to do it and then you work towards it. Yeah, some people it's the family business. Yeah, I get it. Or You're like, on the, you, know, you know, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was eight or whatever. Or like, I want to be a Supreme Court justice yeah. and the only way to do that is, you know, whatever. But like, I mean, I don't know. Like, she just ended up getting their fast like you know like again like the first step in doing anything is deciding you want to do it and then you put the work in and she's already there and has been there <laughs> i don't yeah. know i just i found that very i i think it's like a sillier thing than they're making it out to be <laughs> no i mean i think it's it's supposed to be emblematic of like how people view this as like is this just like a Ooh. A frivolity on her part, like... You know, it might be a generational difference also, because this is sort of the last vestiges of you picked a career and that was what you were going to do your entire life, and yeah. now you and I are in this new generation of very few people have a career that yeah, they yeah. do for as long. Uh, everybody's got a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you're you're kind of jack-of-all-trades-ing it, to try to make your way into something that you can make a living off yeah, of. Yeah, you're just trying not to die in poverty. Right. And so that's getting made... harder and harder, despite right. the world getting wealthier right. and wealthier. And then also, I mean, like, she's at Harvard, which is, like, you know, Ivy League school, you know, tradition and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. history and all of that. And so, like, it is a lot of, like, the, like, you know, old white money. Yeah. So... On second thought, yeah, that makes a bit more sense now that we've sure. forced that out. And, like, Victor Garber <laughs> starts off this film being kind of, like, pretty cool, ends up kind of being, you know, a piece of shit. Yeah. Which is a good turn for, like, Victor Garber, to be fair, spoilers for most Victor Garber movies, he does that a lot because he's kind of likable all the time, affable. Yeah. You like him. Yep. And then there's a lot of movies where he's like, by the way, I've been, you know, planning yeah. your demise the whole time. By the <laughs> way, I'm, <laughs> I'm Victor secretly Garber. a shithead. Right. Um, and yeah, and like that happens a lot. Victor Garber's good at that because you don't expect it because he's so affable. He's got a very round face and I feel like that makes him seem more trustworthy. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious though. Sure. Yeah. There's faceology. There's, there's not a lot I never of... studied it. Moving along. Mm -hmm. So Callahan's interns are Warner, Viv, Enid, and L. Yeah, because he got a high-profile case and needed a lot of help Yeah, so he's sooner. taking first years. So he's taking first years as, why, like, legal interns yeah, and stuff. And why all them can do it. And, yeah, so they're all checking out this posted uh, list like it's the, you know, auditions for the school play and everybody's in Glee or whatever, you know? Elle's, like, has that whole thing of, like, well, that just leaves one more space for... And she, like, looks and sees her name and goes, Me! <laughs> Yeah. And goes up to Warner and she's like, do you remember when we spent those four amazing hours in the hot tub after the winter formal? Yeah. He and goes, he does kind of like, a, he goes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And she's like, this is so much better than that. And he's like, Bruh. and then at, when she walks yeah. away, Vivian's like four hours. And he's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's in sex jail. Uh, and Elle's just getting off on her own brilliance. Which... We have a copy of Sex Jailer in her somewhere. <laughs> so we find out that Callahan's big case is Brooke, played by Allie Larder. Brooke Wyndham Knee Taylor. She's accused of killing her husband yeah. because she was apparently found standing, uh, you know, over his dead corpse, covered in his blood, by his daughter and the pool boy. 
Elle knows her because she's a fitness queen and yes. used to teach classes under around. her under her maiden name. Yep. Uh, she yeah teaches these uh, like yeah fifty but, minutes to a flat butt yeah, or whatever yeah, bun courses. blaster or yeah. whatever. Um, um, and Elle says the 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 big line, which is like. Exercise releases yeah. endorphins, and endorphins make you happy, and happy people don't kill their husbands. They just don't. Yeah. And that's pretty good. I remember that from, I guess, I think the that was in trailers, yeah. yeah. It was fun. But, like, yeah, her delivery is great. Yeah, it's great. And I, th- I don't think unfairly, everybody in the room is like, okay, but, like, that's yeah. not a legal argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, especially in this whole sequence, she repeatedly has good instincts for these sorts of things. Right. And it's almost like a Sherlock Holmes thing where it's like small details that she picks up on that she can then extrapolate out into larger truths. I think it's, you know. We also do discuss there's not a lot of motive because she's not a gold digger. She was financially well off on her own. Yes. From the exercise uh, empire. Yeah, from being a fitness queen. Right. Brooke has an alibi, but she can't tell anybody. Elle and Brooke share a sorority, so Elle goes to visit her at prison yeah uh she moved to prison <laughs> she goes to visit her that's an inside joke she goes to visit her in jail and like brings her a care package and it's like i need to know your alibi and ali larder like fesses up she's like i was getting liposuction and you know she can't admit that because her whole empire is built on if you do my exercises yeah. you can have my ass yeah, getting an impossible ass Right, and she's yeah. like, if everybody knows I bought it, then no one will take my classes, buy my tapes, or whatever. And she's yeah. like, I'll be ruined. She's like, I already lost so much, I lost my husband, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I can't lose this, too. And Elle's like, I'll keep your secret. Which is good, like, fair. Yeah. Well, and does, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're putting a lot of pressure on her to spill, and she's like, no. Yeah, they, they do the gauntlet pretty quick of everybody that she could interact with that has any stakes in this. Is like, you need to tell us the alibi. Yeah. And even, she goes, nah. Even Emmett's kind of doing like a, why don't you just say it? And she's yeah. like, because I gave her my word I wouldn't, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that says anything negative about him no. as a character. I think he was maybe trying to counsel her, but like... And I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody that tr- tries to get her to tell them the alibi is like in the wrong. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they're all... It's all fair. Just Cal- be like, Callahan's a little you? dismissive, but he, also he is, that's yeah. regularly an issue Brooke has with him is she's... I was like, oh, he's one of the best lawyers and stuff, and she's, she's like, like, yeah, he's a yeah he better be because I'm paying him that much. Right. But like, and he's a dickhead. I, he, he believes I killed my husband. Yeah, he's Victor Garber. Yeah. He's yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they visit the husband, the dead husband's ex-wife. The only reason I mention this is because she specifically mentions, like, I think she did it, like the pool boy, the cabana boy, like she was having an affair with him. Yeah. So you're like that gets planted as like, okay, so maybe she was like sleeping around. Previously, Ali Larder had they're like, you know, your husband was 36 years older than you. It doesn't look good to a jury. And she's like, yeah, well, did you show him his dick? Because <laughs> like that'll explain a lot. Fair respect. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I didn't see that guy at the meetings. <laughs> Moving along. Um, we also kind of glossed over the bend and snap, honestly. That oh. happens before the shameful alibi. It's between the initial facts about the case, because I have the note that stepdaughter's named Chutney. Um, yes. It's, Go ahead. it's played yeah. by uh, Linda Carlini. Do I not have a note about the... Oh, I do. Paulette likes the UPS guy. Who is played by Bruce Thomas, who looks a lot like Bruce Campbell, and was also one of the mini-ashes in Army of the Dead. Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. yeah. So she's got a, a big old lady boner for the UPS yeah. guy who... He's handsome, yeah. and handsome. he is... 
he is weaponizing wearing the fuck out of those little shorts he he definitely is and he's weaponizing all the possible double entendres you could possibly do as a ups guy he keeps being like i have a package here and he comes up to jennifer coolidge's you know little workstation he's like i have a big package for you she freezes like a deer in headlights which fair yeah if anyone approached me that brazenly i would also be like no but talk to l she's good at this and that's what got big package energy yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. he's handsome, charismatic. He doesn't have a lot of lines. He's very charismatic. Now, I think this was before the What Can Brown Do For You? Otherwise, that would have definitely been in there if they oh, could have gotten yeah, away yeah. with it, like, you know, legal rights-ish. I don't know if that was, like, a trademarked phrase or That's, something. Yeah, it probably was trademarked. Yeah. Elle explains the bend and snap has a certain rate of return on a dinner invitation, if yeah. done correctly. Because it is a move that showcases, let's say, the assets. Yeah. Which is... Legs, but legs, boobs. but boobs. Right, yeah. exactly. It is. Oh, I've dropped something. Bend over, showcasing long legs, nice round buttocks, and then snap up uh, with arms up like a meerkat emerging from a hole in the ground, and then yeah. it becomes a straight up musical number. Weirdly, it's not like a musical number because no, there's is. not like. It's a dance number. Okay, there's a dance number, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah there's fair, not fair, like fair. a song, but there is a dance. No, there's a song playing. Yeah, but like. Then, like, random people in the salon, salon are hopping up. One woman's like, like this? And she's like, very good. But yeah, yeah, and then, like, another girl, she's like, how about you? And, like, it has the cadence of, like, they're about to do a Grease musical number of, like, sure. everybody's going surfing, like, yeah. or something. But, but it's like, just that they all, like, kind no, of they all, Yeah, they all dance to, like, a, a yeah. fucking, like, Destiny Child song or whatever yeah. the fuck, you know. Like, I don't even know what was playing, but just like yeah, I forget to write know. it down. But like the people in the background are are doing like choreographed dances that aren't just the bend and snap. Yeah, like not nothing big, like shit, like the Temptations would do, like the sure. shoulder switch and like yeah. that kind of thing. And then yeah. But, yeah. like, it's a full-on dance number. It's yeah. kind of weird and fun. Yeah, they're all arrayed and doing it together and everything. Yeah. And then, like, a guy comes out of the back like, oh, you're doing the bend and snap? That works every time. Yeah, so this <laughs> is that, uh, it's 2001, so we had to have a gay guy at the salon who comes out and goes, bend and snap works every time. And you're just like, all right. It's a big cliche. When Paulette at go time tries to do the bend and snap, she ends up elbowing him in the face. It doesn't go super good, but, uh... Works you know. out. Yeah, he's in her. Yeah. He was just waiting to make sure she was into him. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to make it weird. You're right. Um, yeah, and he's like, oh, she elbowed me in the face, but while elbowing me in the face, she was, you know, trying to flirt back, so, like, cool, cool, cool. Game on. Yeah, because they definitely show up later to be in the, uh, epilogue. gallery. Well, I was going to say the gallery for the trial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the epilogue. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, he's got... <laughs> <laughs> nose plaster or whatever like, yeah yeah he's got he yeah. looks like he's been in a hockey fight yeah yeah um, he does <laughs> yeah um oh so briefly l uh, is walking across campus one night and david is talking to two like pretty ladies and he's like uh do you want to get a date you go out sometime and drink and a dinner and and they're both like um you're a fucking nerd and we are much hotter than you on some mm-hmm adjustable scale and uh, therefore we don't talk to you and Elle's like mm, I can fix this so she goes up and slaps him in the face yeah and is like you bastard we had a wonderful night together where you gave me the greatest pleasure I've ever known and then you broke my heart by never calling me and he's like uh and he's like looking at her and she's like yeah go with it and he's like yeah I'm sorry <laughs> and she's like it's too late for that. I've spent too much time crying over you. It's over. And then storms away. And then immediately those girls are like, oh, he can get a girl like Elle. Yeah. 
he can get a girl like me. This absolutely. I'm no L. This absolutely works for real. Does it? Yes. God damn it. I mean, it's it's. I had very attractive friends. I could have had them fake slap me. Well, real slap me to fake break up with me or whatever. That's a real phenomenon, though. Is that like girls are paying attention to what other girls are dating what guys because those are the ones with the social cachet. Girls are weird. Yes. This is another instance where Elle sees somebody being mistreated and, you know, goes in to tip the scales a little. Yeah, it's and not necessarily mistreated because... So, like, Elle's, no, no, no. I, Elle's I, like, I know this guy, he's not a bad guy. Right, right, We're gonna He deserves this. better than yeah. this. Yeah, I, I yeah. get you. I know. I was... Yeah. I was it was... I was her, her and Vivian also are kind of bonding. Yeah, um, I Vivian have... comes in to ask if she's got a brief... Uh, that she can read. Yeah, she's like, hey, are you done with that legal brief? And she's like, yeah, I read it like six times. And Vivian's like, oh, look at your little sweet dog. And she's like, yeah, his name's Bruiser. Do you want to hold him? And, you know, yeah. Bruiser's great. Yeah. And then they kind of are like, men are hopeless. Yeah, well, because like Vivian's like, you know, oh, yeah, he, Warner can't handle himself. And she's like, you know, his dad had to call in a favor to get him in here. Right. Which like. He was waitlisted the first time he right. applied. Which retroactively made me so mad for oh, all yeah. the shit, the raft of shit he gave her for like not being like, quote unquote, worthy to go here. Yes. And it's like, you. I, I mean, not that you needed to tell me that the fucking white boy with no fucking character mm-hmm. or personality had to get fucking his daddy to pull some strings. But yeah. like, fuck, that pissed me off. <laughs> well, like. Um, she's like, yeah, he can't even do his own laundry. And I was like, ha ha ha. I know I'm a fucking sad, dumb loser and I don't know how to do stuff, but I do my own laundry. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to operate a machine. Yeah. You do laundry and dishes and you yeah. cook. Yeah. Like a I whole sew. person. Yeah. You sew better than me. Yes. <laughs> I'm a fucking great wife. Yeah. Take that gender norms. Yeah. Hashtag wife life. I want to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it because you said it and then laughed. What is it? Uh, you mentioned that to a couple of our friends and a couple of them like came up to me kind of like, oh, you know, Hunter said this. And I'm like, yeah, we've talked about it. And they're like, oh, because like, and I think the implication was like, that's the easier job, which I'm like, I'm sorry. Have you ever like tried to do housework before? Yeah. Or raise children because that part and cleaned and sewn yeah. and yeah because that also sucks like shorn the sheep yeah milketh the cows well, and like I definitely I rise before the rooster crows I definitely went further academically than you did yeah and I'm not I'm dumb no you're it's not true. here's the thing I don't think that it has anything to do with relative intelligence. You just need to be able to play that game, and not everybody can do it well, because it is a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Well, again, I'm much more bureaucratic than you. Yeah, that's true. This is why I do the taxes. Yep. And shit like that. I have no tolerance for any of this nonsense. Yeah. My point is, strategically speaking, yes, you should stay at home, and I should go work, because I could probably get more money than you if all of these things were fair, like we said they were, where I could get a good job with my degree, except that I haven't. Right. There are like six, it's a 6,000% drop in stabbings if you do all the interacting on a (laughs) day-to-day basis, and I stay home. (laughs) I mean, that too, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's undervaluing work that my gender is you know usually assigned yeah and so it was just like a lot of slaps in the face of both like oh you're dating a loser and also the shit that you're supposed to be doing is easy yeah you're like i knew the first one. Oh my god so her and vivian were kind of bonding and stuff and yes. yeah and uh you know yeah, that's uh, kind of it they're, they're yeah. getting along yeah um so the murder trial 
My biggest problem with the whole movie is the murder trial. The murder trial hinges on very lazy gay stereotypes. Yes. What the reveal is... That, okay, so, like, uh, Brooke standing over her dead husband's body covered in blood was witnessed by the daughter and the pool boy. Mm -hmm. And the pool boy, as we come to find out, is gay. Mm -hmm. And we come to find that out in just, like, the most cliche way where he, you know... Says something to L in the hallway, like, don't stomp at me in those... Last season Prada heels. Los, la, last season Prada heels. And she's like, oh, a light bulb goes off, a gay light bulb. And she's like, oh, he's gay because he knows, you know, designers. And she says, "Yeah, gay men know designers, straight men don't. She asks Warner, what what kind of shoes are these? And he says, uh, black. Yeah, I don't know. That's the, That just kind of annoys me. And then, like, Brooke says, like, oh, he did leave a share tape in house or yeah. whatever and i'm like it's just very lazy stereotyping yeah. and mm -hmm. like to be fair the only people i know who really like share are gay <laughs> but <laughs> i just don't think that's enough to hinge a legal case on yeah well and i like share just fine but not enough to own a tape kind of extrapolating out from you know very, lazy 1990s well, say, very, very sparse information but yeah. she has you know an inkling yeah i it just it yeah I get it. That is the linchpin for your argument. It's just like... Oh, sure. It's very 2001. I'm not saying it's woke. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no, no, not. It's just very 2001, and so let's finish this up. Victor Garber does the cross-examination, doesn't go anywhere with the pool boy, and Luke Wilson gets up and starts walking. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like, Judge, let me ask him a couple questions, yeah, and he he's whispers like, to Victor Garber, he's like, let me just do a couple. Yeah, give me two minutes. Yeah, and yeah. Victor Garber's like, sure, you're my TA, whatever. And he walks up and he does the rule of threes. He's like, hey, this thing... This thing, and the third question is, and what is your boyfriend's name? And he's ask, answering them in rapid succession, yeah. and so he's like, oh, oh, uh, this, oh, that, Chuck. Yeah. And he's like, cool. And he walks away, and and it really works because yeah. of Luke Wilson. Yeah. Like that yeah, kind of delivery is good. That kind of like sleepy, you know, ca super casual Wilson delivery really works for this, right? Um, because it's it's not. You know, it's a, it's a thing you mentioned before, Matthew McConaughey. It's not late. It's not slow. No. But it's just it casual. Is, yeah. It it's is. like aggressively relaxed. Yeah. It's moving <laughs> at your own pace, regardless of the pace of anything else around you. Yeah. Because he's like, and uh, this thing. And he's like, and your boyfriend's name is? And like, boom. And he's like, Chuck. And then he's like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I misheard you. I thought you said friend. Chuck is just a friend. And then a man stands up from the back of the courtroom and's like, you bitch. Or whatever. After this, we get Callahan is kind of a perv. Yeah. He's talking to L in his uh, office. And, you know, he's like, you know, it depends on how, uh, you know, far you're willing to go and how committed you are to becoming a lawyer. And he puts his hand on her thigh. And he's like... How committed is L? And she's, you know, she's like, she freezes for a second, at which point Viv is like peeking through a door and is like, oh, I get it. She's been fucking Callahan. That's why she's good at law stuff. Right. And then leaves. Before and, she gets to see right, and then L. L. Yeah, L's like, you're a perv. Fuck you. I quit and leaves. And she bumps into... He, he kind of has like a parting shot of like, I thought you'd do whatever it takes, which yeah. is funny to me because like very rarely... He's like, I thought you wanted to be a lawyer. Right. And like, I don't think people actually own sexual harassment that hard in real life, but... Yeah. Whatever. I feel like in real life, a lot of people would just back off like, oh, I misread something. Right. Yeah. I thought by so the way least... you were confident and good at your job that you wanted to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ah. So then we meet Chutney, who yeah. we've heard about. Yeah. It's Linda Cardellini. She has the worst hair. Uh, it is a giant mess of, like, curls and stuff. I love Linda Cardellini, like, so much. This is probably, I'm sure this is, like, old hat and everything. Like, But, like, you know, when I was, uh, I, I'm old. So when people are like, hey, you know, if you if you were going to fuck a cartoon character, who would you fuck? And a lot of people said Judy Jetson. And I was like, huh. all right, like, sure, whatever. Okay. She's cool. Yeah. Judy's very cool. Yeah. But I always like Velma. Uh-huh. Velma was my type. Played by Linda Carlini. Well, that's the thing. is, Then action. they were like, we're making this Scooby-Doo movie. I was like, I better cast the sexy Velma. And they cast Linda Cardellini. I was like, almost too sexy. <laughs> oh, no. You did it almost too good. Almost too much. Um, but I was like, oh, I do love her because Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. I'm like, I mean. That is one of the most perfectly cast movies. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Except for, I just, I don't like Freddie Prinze with blonde hair. Yeah, fair. They should just let him keep dark hair. He looks weird. It's the it's the Keanu in uh in Constantine thing. No, Keanu has dark hair in Constantine. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like it would. Oh, be, they should it, have let yeah. him be Keanu Constantine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. Keanu Reeves with blonde hair yeah. would look weird. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They they had that decision to make and went. No, Honestly, no, let him keep it. If they swapped out Freddie Prinze Jr. for Keanu. For oh, Fred. For, for, for Fred in. <laughs> Velma. <laughs> All right. Let's go, Raggy. Whoa. <laughs> the dog talks. Uh. <laughs> if the mystery machine goes under 50 miles an oh, hour, boy. we're all going to explode. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know Sandra what? Bullock as Daphne. Oh, boy. Totally I mean, there for it, but she's got to keep her dark hair. She I mean, wouldn't look good as a redhead. It's weird. Maybe if they did like a, a like deep auburn kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Fred kicks the fucking like ghost man and a low hanging branch takes his head off and he's like, I'm taller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's fucking five stars. That would have won an Oscar. Best um, adapted screenplay. But adapted so, from the film speed. When Elle's storming out Sorry. after Callahan hits on her. She bumps into Luke. And has the whole thing of like, you know, I'm tired of being what I'm not, and he's like, Well what do you what if you're right. just becoming who you're gonna be? Trommel kind of gives her a talking to as well. Yeah, I mean this is the part we don't gotta go through okay. every All single right. thing. Right. But yeah, she gets a pep talk. So as I said, Linda Cardellini, Chutney, on the stand. Yeah. And then, you know, she's asking uh, L. Okay. okay, so Brooke replaces, uh, she fires... Callahan. She fires Callahan. She's like, got a new, you know... I have new representation. Legal representation. It's L. Woods. There's some legal loopholes that get like, oh, uh, a student can't, you know, run a actual court case unless they have somebody... Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. So it all gets resolved. She's yeah. in charge. So then she's questioning Chutney. She's just asking her, like, what did you do? And she's like, I got a shower. And she's like, okay, so you got a shower? And she's like, yes. And she's like, and while you were in the shower, your your father was shot by Brooke? And she's like, yep. And she's like, so your father was shot by Brooke while you were in the shower? And she's like, yes. And she's like, and you didn't hear it because you were in the shower? And she's like, yes. And the judge is like, come on. And she's like, what did you do earlier that day? And she's like, I got a perm. And she goes, oh. Yep. How many perms have you had? And yeah. she's like, I don't know, twice a year since I was 11 or whatever. We are gearing up to go straight Perry Mason on her ass. 
It is very Perry Mason. Absolutely. Yes. She's gonna make her confess on the stand. Yep. Go trick just, her into just, fucking yeah. yeah. Due to sheer wiliness and pressure. Yeah. And so she's like, "How many perms have you had?" And she's like, "I don't know, two a year since I was eleven. Mm-hmm. You did the math. Yeah. I'm Linda Cardellini. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay." She's like, so you know that you can't fucking get a shower for 24 hours after you get a perm or it rinses out the really complicated chemicals. Yeah, I didn't write down the name, but the... Gorbindanzium phlebotin, John. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. And she's like, uh, and she's like, so you definitely shot your father. Linda Carlini, she goes, I thought it was Brooke. I thought you were coming through the door, you know. Yeah. And then she, yeah, fesses up that, like, yes, you know, I thought it was you. Yeah. She's the same age. Did anybody tell you that? That she's, you know, my age and, you know, how... How would you feel if your father married somebody that was your age? Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Yep. And so this doesn't actually happen in real life, I think. (laughs) But they're like... court case? No, the, like, immediate dismissal and, like, take her away because I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... No, there's a whole bunch of legal precedent and shit. Yeah, but... but yeah, but so they're like, oh yeah, you're you're free to go, Brooke, and we're 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 gonna take uh, Chutney away, and yeah, all that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a happy ending, and then we smash cut to like three years later. Elle has a nice little thing with you know Warren's like, oh you were great in there, and she's like, yeah, and he's like, so you know maybe we could like, and she's like, oh no, if I'm gonna be a partner in a law firm by the time I'm thirty, I need somebody who's serious. Right. And yeah shoots his own shit back at him yeah and then we yeah have our our ending it's uh yeah you know, three years three later, years later she's graduating she's elected speaker for her class and she gives a nice quick speech it's yeah. about like achieve your goals set your goals on your goals and then achieve the goals yeah she, of achievement she rehashes the all the quote, lessons she learned throughout well, the, the, movie. the quote from the first class and stuff she says like a very wise professor you know aristotle quote whatever yeah law is free from passion but i think you need passion to be a good lawyer yeah yep yeah that's fine i watched it three times like i watched that scene specifically three times and that her speech left no impression on me i was just like "Eh, it's fine it doesn't have the punch of like something that really hooks you it's just like yeah she's just saying the shit we just watched her learn yeah you're right it's not the president's day speech from independence day right um like it's not the climax of the thing the climax is the courtroom this is the postscript and like this is just there to show you that she achieved her real goal which is graduation and everything else according to the imdba this was tacked on it feels like it yeah it doesn't feel like a part of this this was filmed partially in england with some reaction shots filmed in California. Um, Boy. Because... Uh, those are big cameras. Because <laughs> uh, Reese and Luke were both in England filming other projects. Wow. Okay. And test audiences felt that her story was unresolved by ending at the end of the court case. They wanted to see what happened with her and Emmett and all that. Like, what her personal life was because... Right. So they put this on. That's why her hair looks weird is it's a wig. Yeah. Because she had cut it. Yeah, a lot of the reaction shots were filmed in California, of yeah. just like other people. Um, yeah, and... there's a funny reaction shot, which I, it's her dad. Yeah. And he holds up a straight up martini glass in the middle of yeah, her like graduation. Yeah, like you saw from earlier where he was like, oh, muffin, you know. Yeah. Law school is hard. But like, why don't you she's like, just I'm find... graduating. And he's like, chills. And he's got a martini glass in the graduation. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Um, Your dad has an alcohol problem, but like, you know. No, you know. It's not that movie. Business drunk. Um, <laughs> sure. Graduation drunk. It's a different. Uh, but so it was basically there to like, yeah, have her say something inspiring that wrapped the whole movie up, and, and then, then also we get the to have the ending. animal house ending. Yeah, right. where it's like, you know, Warren is shitty and has it. no friends. <laughs> okay. Viv dumped Warren, and she and L are BFFs now. That's yeah. one. Two is Warren graduated without honors, without a girlfriend, and without any job offers. Uh, three is Paulette married the UPS guy. Yeah. They're expecting their daughter, who will be named L. Yeah. Then the fourth one is Emmett, opened his own firm. He and L have been dating for two years, and then there's like a little bit more of her speech, and it cuts back to Emmett, and it says, he's proposing tonight. Yeah. And then it ends on her smiling. The end. Yeah. It's a perfect day. I woke up before noon, and I made myself breakfast. That's the song. Yeah. Um, it's fine. This is a fine song. Yeah. I knew, as soon as they opened with it, I was like, they're closing with this song. Yeah. A hundred fucking percent. And they did. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's not my favorite song. It's not Joe's New Pussycats. Yeah. Long tails and ears for hats. That's a great song. I know. That's a great song. But also the song from the movie. I, yeah, the actual yeah. stuff that they do. Uh, so yeah, that's the movie. I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, do you want to move on to the... Yeah, we can yeah. rate this. This is a great watch. Super fucking fun and funny. Um, you know, maybe a little bit out of favor with how we would regard some of our you know brothers and sisters in the world um because it was in 2001 yeah it's, it's a 20 time. it's 20 years old yeah i get it i'm not saying it doesn't exert deserve to exist and that you should burn your dvds of it or i just you know if you're watching it for the first time expect that like the you know the gay guy that popped out of the salon is just like the joke is oh and a gay man appears like that's the joke and like that's not great <laughs> Um, but I think the movie is really fun. It has a great heart. Uh, it's, Elle is a great feminist character. She's a good, you know, role model. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is good. Like she's, you know, she's good in this. She's really good in this. She carries this very well. She apparently spent two weeks, uh, with sorority sisters to get their like mannerisms and stuff down. And then a whole day at law school <laughs> because that was less important, which is true. Um, and yeah, like she did some research and was like, I don't want to just half-ass this. I want to try and do this like, you know, I don't want to just do caricatures. I want to make these, this person a, a fully rounded character. And I think it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a great watch for me. Definitely. Also, for me, a great watch. This is a category of film that I tend to be pretty hard on. And I feel like... Uh, Movies with Reese Witherspoon. No. Although, dude, she's done some donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> eh, she's fine. Uh, I remember really not caring for Sweet Home Alabama. Who could? Uh, there's, was it Three Christmases or something? It's her and Vince Vaughn. It's a Christmas thing, but I remember that, that sounds actually like being... a winning combination. Honestly, I, I remember that being not bad. Cruel um, Intentions. Oh, that was good. Cruel Intentions rules. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she was in Fear, right? Yeah. Fear was great. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know. Famously, she was on a roller coaster at one point. I know. <laughs> Previous episode, Fear. Get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do get it. You uh, will get it. You will get it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody gonna get it. Uh, Speaking of Fear, next episode. Next episode. We should our be. first episode with a guest live in our Yellow Kitchen Studios in a long goddamn time. It's gonna be Tina Dillon. Multiple guest. 
Uh, we're gonna keep the movie a secret, although if you listen closely to this episode, I lampshade it pretty hard. Yep. So, dig I it. I felt that one. Yeah. Come Brian? Back. Yeah. The feud. You and Tina are now tied? The feud continues. Yeah, the feud is now fucking neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's cool. Anyway. But you yeah, can... so. Yeah. Great watch. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, yeah. I, I said a lot of my pieces. She's, you know, very, very... Uh, not always fully self-assured, but like enough where like she knows her worth and, yeah. and puts work in and, and realizes the value of that. And I think, feel like that's a good, you know, depiction. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can email us with uh, questions, comments, concerns, requests, et cetera, et cetera. At right. Hate watch. Great watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hate Watch Great Watch Podcast. That's HWGW Podcast on both those platforms. You can get us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on the Movie John Podcast Network. And please, if you're listening to this and you like the show, consider supporting the Movie John Patreon, patreon.com slash Movie John. That's J A W N John. Yep. I uh, guess that's it'll it. It'll support us and yeah. other podcasts and the writing of yes, it will support us. it will support us as podcasters us as contributors to the site it will support the site itself and the zine and all the other podcasts and the network and all the stuff that you like from movie john uh which should be everything because it's all pretty goddamn good i have no complaints really yeah we yeah. like our friends yeah they're good good Sometimes writers they come on the up. show yeah and they're gonna come on more now that we can have people in the studio yeah so yes Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. It's a perfect to stop before we have to pay. fuck were we talking about oh me being the king of harvard yeah and legally blonde that's right it's me l woods i feel like i lost my sean connery well we'll practice in bed later <laughs> that's right <laughs> no, I, I used to i like that was a go-to for me and now yeah. I'm, I'm not finding it okay what's the sean connery thing bond james bond it's not there. Oh, God. Did I lose my Sean Connery? God, this is it. We'll watch a couple of... We'll watch Doctor No, and we'll watch uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and Entrapment. <laughs> Look at the rash. <laughs> Look at the ash on that 23-year-old. I guess she's romantically interested in me. No, that, wasn't, that wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't there. All right. Oh, boy. All right, stop sucking your teeth into the microphone. Oh. <laughs> so. So.